Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with my esteemed colleague. Colleague and co-host extraordinaire. Assistant. Dr. Uh, I like co-host, you know, more than assistant. Dr. Surd Sugger calling, coming to you from where? Teaneck, New Jersey. Holy Name Medical Center. Yeah, what's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm good. We, we have a great guest. We do. Why don't you introduce her? Well, you may know our guest from uh, Route 4 fame. I've seen you on the billboard. You're listening to Recommended Daily Dose with Drs. Clinton Coleman and Serge Sugger. The not-so-average health show with a unique spin on what's making headlines in healthcare. It's Dr. Iris Ergruder. Did I say it right? Yes, that's All right. right. She is the new director of integrative medicine at Holy Name Medical Center. She is a family medicine specialist and an expertise in integrative medicine. So we're going to find out what that is. Yeah, and how I, we can I, how we can involve that in our lives. I need some integration. You need some integration. You need a lot of things, but definitely natural, holistic uh, lifestyle would be helpful for you. I am holistic. Are you? All right. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Harris. We thank you for having it. me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, this is a hot topic. Um, I think we should start by just giving us a you know, basic introduction to what so it is. Integrative medicine is basically a patient-centered approach. It's pairing traditional Western medicine with complementary therapies and wellness practices. It's a partnership between the patient and the healthcare professional. You're basically um, educating them, empowering them. They're the ones playing the critical role in their care, and we're there to educate and empower them through the process. And all the words are synonymous, so you know, natural, holistic, integrative, it all means the same, right? There's no difference. In- uh, well, it's the word is evolving, so right okay. now it's integrative medicine because uh, what it is is we are using traditional uh, medicine okay. and incorporating complementary therapies. It's not a one or the other approach. We probably should get away from the terminology of Western medicine, right? Cause that's- well, I don't know. That's, I think that's a great question because I think a lot of um, – even the physicians are confused. What's Western medicine? What's alternative medicine? Or Eastern medicine? Eastern medicine. What is Ayurvedic medicine? What's traditional Chinese medicine? What's complementary medicine? So could you help us a little bit with those terms? I think, you know, not just the general public, but even physicians like us are confused. So integrative medicine is a combination of all of that. Okay. So okay. if yeah. I have someone who has high blood pressure and it's very high, I am going to put them on medication. But it's not just medication. It's about really digging into deeper, like, what is the root cause of the problem? Like, is it the lifestyle? Is it their diet? Is it inactivity? Is it the stress? You know, it's a whole combination of things that play a role in the management of the patient. And it's really uh, partnering up with them and coming up with customized plan. It's not a one-size-fits-all for every individual. So if I understand properly, for instance... <clears throat> You know, Clinton had told me he, he was having issues with low testosterone, you know, and I said, <laughs> low well, T. right, low, low T. T. So, yeah. and we talked about his low T a lot on the show, yeah. but you know, is it really, that's a joke, is it, is it, is it a joke? I thought it was, real. but anyway, I thought you know, it was. It, that's right. But you know, you're saying, you know, we would ascertain, okay, is it just a truly low testosterone problem? Is it stress at home? Is he not sleeping properly? Is he upset about something? Right. So you kind of dive deeper into what the actual root cause of these issues are. So um, like give us an example, kind of like how we could, you know, what, how you typically approach a patient. So it's really um, starting with a very thorough assessment, you know, getting a good history. Right. The history will also include lifestyle, you know, their sleep patterns, um, their diet, their activity levels, what they're doing, stress management. Is there anything they're doing for stress management? Um, more like a community uh, network? Do they have family support? Right. Is there a support system? So it's really a combination of a 
a group of things. And with that information, you know, I dig a little deeper to see how willingness, how willing they are and how ready they are to make changes. Because, you know, you might have an instance that the person is not ready to make all the changes that we want them to do. And and that's the reality of it. But it's really working together with the individual and setting small, manageable goals right. and following up with them. And then seeing how they are and just trying to get them onto the path to wellness. But that sounds like it sounds simple and what we actually should be doing. Should but be, we actually don't do say, that. Right. And actually, right. you know, part of that process is the diagnosis and management. We, we were taught that in medical school, like lifestyle, medica- lifestyle modification mm-hmm. was the initial way. But I think we've gotten away to just, you know... I don't know if it's the constraints of the the, the visits or it's the time, really, the time, the right. the cost. Um, but we really don't incorporate that into our daily practice. Um, but also, I don't think they teach it as much in, in medical training. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing like probably a, back when you went? It was a different decade when you were training in the seventies. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> see the tie gives it away. That um, yeah, I'm actually seventy <laughs> years old. But I feel like you know we have med students in the room today. Uh, so thanks for coming by. But I feel like now perhaps med students and they're teaching it a little more now to dive but my point all medics medicine should be integrative right? it should I mean, it sounds like it, exactly we've learned to do that right. but i think we've gotten away to just the quick fix of giving mm-hmm. uh giving away medication well also medicine is very segregated i'm infectious disease you're in nephrology you deal with right. free water deficits i deal with infection but that's the beauty of family medicine right is that you kind of deal with all different aspects right. of medicine and i think patients have gotten used to just getting the quick fix right mm-hmm. so you like you have you tried the popeye's chicken sandwich you know, I'm actually a pescatarian, though. All right, well. I, I tell you this all the time. You never listen to me. For example, I have patients who have high blood pressure. They're overweight, <laughs> and they're waiting online and on Route 17 at Popeye's. And, you know, I'm telling them, stop eating stuff that's, you know, causing, you know, high blood pressure, weight. Um, Do the know, Chick-fil-A I'm, sandwich is actually better. Right, right. And, right. you know, that's more of a challenge now than it than I think it used to be because they're expecting just some kind of medication for it instead of a simple probably even quicker fixed, you know, changing your lifestyle. Do you see that in your practice? Well, you know, integrative medicine is most powerful when it comes to prevention. Because right. we really do right. want to prevent disease. So, but if we do have it, then uh, if someone comes in and they do have chronic disease, it's really trying to get to the root cause. You know, it takes a lot of it's education. You sandwich. need to really educate them. <laughs> or just but, the food that you eat. And no. also giving them some healthier options. It tastes, you know. I'm sorry, Popeyes, but... <laughs> You're really anti, anti-Popeye's uh, type of guy. No, I'm just saying the diet, we, we don't really hold it as accountable as, as we think. And there's uh, it's the other factors, too. And, you know, it might be something that you won't necessarily do it all on your own. You'll incorporate a nutritionist, a right. psychologist. Okay. You know, it's also building a team of other provider, uh, practitioners like that will help right? um, get to the person back to well. But what's interesting to me, because I feel like, you know, as physicians, we certainly, if not taught so much about diet, but you know, we'll discuss diet with patients and discuss healthier options. But I think things like spirituality, um, uh, community, those are things we probably, the average doctor is not, you know, diving deep down mm-hmm. into. Um, so how do you approach those kind of like aspects? I mean, how do you, you know, do you talk to them about uh, their family connections? You talked about their family home, their relationships. To see if there's support at home, right. or like a support system at home. You know, I uh, work out of H&H Fitness, which is Holy Names Fitness Center in Oradell. And there, there's a real sense of community, even just um, going to the gym, you know, right. doing classes, a group class. A uh, doctor's tai office chi, and a gym. Yoga. That's like... Is that where yes. your office smart, is at? The that's gym? where my office is at. And so, so it's a smart thing. To during do. your lunch break, you go to work out. Is that, is that the what patients? For the patients. 
After or before? After before. No, I think that's now, you know he wears Lululemon when he jogs, like the one-piece suit? You know, with the headband. With the headband and also the you know, wristbands as Wrist well. Band. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Lululemon Lulu, Lulu for men. Who knew? Um, but you, you're a sneaker guy, so you have a lot of different sneakers you wear. Is but it Nikes? Yeah, but I don't jog with tights on. He doesn't jog. You know, he does jazzercise. Maybe oh. you want to comment on is that really an adequate Do they have exercise? a jazzercise class there? They have everything there. You know, it's really what works for the individual. If right. that's what he wants and it makes him happy, then that's what he should do. You know, you mentioned um, like uh, different ways of healing so uh, my family being from india ayurvedic medicine is a mm-hmm. very uh, powerful really ancient uh, uh, derivative medicine you have ancient chinese medicine uh, your background is from where i'm originally from, from istanbul from turkey. turkey so you know there might be traditional uh, healing methods um from the middle east and from mm-hmm. turkey um and from all over the world for that matter so do you ever get into those issues with patients and saying you know based on ethnicity or culture are there things they're doing and then Maybe we can talk a little bit about have those things now born, um, you know, evidence that they actually work. You know, um, there it's really when I'm collecting the information, like the history, I yeah. really try to see if there aren't any herbs or vitamins because, you know, it's good. But you also have to see they're also on prescription medicine and there could be drug herb interactions. Yeah, the so many times when patients give their drug list, they don't mention the herbs. But you have or, to yeah, yeah. ask about the herbs, right. um, anything over the counter that they're taking, we need to be aware of. Um, if they're on any prescription medicine, there might be nutrients that possibly may get depleted. So monitoring for that, you know, right. someone uh, on metformin, uh, B12 levels, you know, in someone over age 50 should be monitored. But how about things like, let's say, let's say, you know, something I think that a lot of patients are using now, it's more mainstream, acupuncture. Is oh, that yes. uh, things that you, um, or the integrative medicine journal is incorporating? Um, yes. Acupuncture is incorporated um, for a wide variety of conditions, uh, you know, from pain, from anxiety. Uh, so Does it, it help with hair loss? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it has a lot of benefits. <laughs> okay. As she looks at your hair. Or lack thereof. <laughs> you should see Dr. Coleman, Clinton's emoji for himself. It is very generous uh, with the hair. With the hair. Uh, more generous. As than emoji the, should. As, <laughs> but that's really. Uh, no. So continue. So, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot with cancer pain um, and other types of chronic yes. pain. You know, it, it's really customizing a plan based on the individual's health conditions, their needs, uh, mm. their lifestyle, and their abilities. So, really knowing the individual and what's best for them. Uh, you know, I always use uh, an example, uh, if you have a house on fire, just to bring it all together, if you have a house on fire, you want to first stop and contain the fire. And then um, once you've stopped it, you want to look a little deeper into what had caused this fire. So sure, you could put sure. things in place to avoid the next fire. So conventional medicine is stopping the fire. Okay. And then uh, the other therapies in integrative medicine, you're trying to see if you could prevent the next fire or worsening of chronic disease or even having chronic disease. You know how I knew um, that complementary alternative medicine, you know, is really coming to the forefront is that uh, before going to medical schools, I was was at the NIH. And uh, now they have an institute at NIH that's looking specifically at complementary and alternative medicine. So I think as you can say conventional medicine, a lot of physicians were at at least when we were training somewhat hesitant to advocate for these things because there wasn't the typical evidence-based uh, medicine and tr- clinical trials, but I see now that there's more mm-hmm. of that coming to the forefront. New England Journal, JAMA, you see articles. I see quite a few articles now about uh, acupuncture, et cetera. Um, I think I find that fascinating. They're actually, you know, 
it worked, it's worked for thousands of years, there's benefits, but now they're showing the evidence in clinical trials that actually yes. uh, confirm that. And most of these therapies have been around, like you said, for years. Right, it's right. just now with integrated medicine, it's bringing it together, it's combining it all together. So for the better good of the patient. That's excellent. How do we, so how do we promote that to patients, though? Because commonly there's a set of patients who are looking for alternative integrative therapies, but I think it would benefit all the patients if we try to, you know, get them into that same basket. I think the challenge that I find is, you know, patients are used to a certain level of treatment that probably the medical community has, you know, advocated, advocated for, for yeah. um, because of different reasons. But I think um, my challenge is, um, you know, explaining to patients in a finite period of time that these are other options. Mm -hmm. um, there's more than just medications and lifestyle modifications, but there's alternative therapies. Do you find that or you have, I guess you have a mix of patients who- I have a mix of patients. So I'm right now doing integrative family medicine. So it is my family medicine practice, but I'm starting incorporating integrative medicine into it. Mm. So, um, but you know, it's really about educating and then uh, also putting together a team of different practitioners that could work together you know it's building a network okay now i was gonna say you know you're mentioning that you're you know that we should be educating patients but i do find and again i don't do a lot of primary care so i'm not necessarily in the um except with my uh like long-term hiv patients hepatitis patients but i find patients sometimes come to me um they've already exhausted like typical uh you know conventional therapy so they right. themselves are doing the research so mm -hmm. do you find that the patients are coming to you and saying hey i know you do practice integrative medicine I'm looking for someone to use traditional, conventional healthcare along and not, and not have an, a closed mind, have an open mind towards other alternative therapies. Yes. Uh, you know, everyone is Googling. Um, yes. We do it ourselves. Dr. So Google, I don't, we talked uh, about that. Yeah. I don't discourage it, but I always tell my patients, if you're going to Google, just come to me with the information so we could sort out what's relevant and right. what's not. Um, yes, there are the ones that have exhausted treatment and they're looking for other options to incorporate with their current therapy. Right. There's the ones that are well and they want to stay well. There's that. Um, because, you know, you do get faced with different stressors in your life, so you may be well, but you also, we got to maintain that going forward. So just trying to implement things that'll help in the process. And then um, also the, the ones with chronic disease that we're just trying to you know, either stabilize things like getting to the root cause of the problem. Right, right. So, like I said, it's not a one or the other approach. It's really working together and even right. working with the individual to come up with a plan that works for them. And I think um, part of the hesitancy from the medical community is, you know, like you mentioned earlier, there's some more scientific studies. But, you know, compared to traditional medicine, there's not that much scientific evidence. There's, um, there's more anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal right. evidence. But also with that, there's less regulation, right? So... I mean, you go to one of the vitamin stores and you can see all kinds of therapies and then you don't know what's contained in because the FDA doesn't require uh, them to regulate or regulate. Like exactly, so right. um, do you think that's a barrier to, you know, you practicing or us implementing that in our daily practice? Well, that's why it's really important to know exactly what they're on. You know, even with the vitamins, a right. good quality vitamin is important. So really knowing what they're taking. So he takes, for instance, uh, Coleman takes the Flintstone vitamins. Uh, is that adequate for him? Chewable. <laughs> Actually, you should be taking Centrum Silver, probably. Silver. Given your age. Yeah, but uh, continue. I'm sorry. You know, with anything, uh, <laughs> always look at labels, read labels. Yes. Uh, right, you know, especially I, even with foods, um, vitamins, you want to see what's in them. Right. So it's Artificial important. colors, the yeah. fillers, additives, you know, et cetera. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for me, for example, say I'm seeing a patient with high blood pressure and I have, you know, lifestyle modification. I have antihypertensives or medications, but then I have herbals like hibiscus tea, which most people don't know about. There's not much evidence you know, there's less, ev- I said, there's less evidence comparing something natural like a tea as compared to a medication. Right. So how, how do we navigate that? Not just high blood pressure, but, you know, cancer. There's not that much evidence. So because when we practice evidence-based medicine, we mm-hmm. want to offer, you know, the best treatment for the patient with risk and benefits. We want vet to the, vet the treatments to right. the patient. But there's nothing to be vetted because there's no information. I mean, it sounds how like there's more that? information coming uh but certainly it's not the same level that we have with traditional therapies right. yeah. so i guess medicine is evolving but you know even in that instance that you're saying with the high blood pressure you know you really want to also check back in with them if they're still on track with their diet right, um, right, their right. lifestyle sleep is very important right. you know stress it, it's like it's not just about the vitamin or the herbs you really have to dig deep into getting them into a good plan with uh their lifestyle and you mentioned, I think you mentioned sleep a couple of times. So, you know, I'll be serious for a second and say that, hey, I don't have the best sleep hygiene. I find as I get older, my sleep habits are not as good as they used to in be. In your onesie? In my onesie. Yeah, I just don't feel as comfortable with my blanket. But <laughs> No, the know. onesie is the, the pajamas that zips up. Oh, have like I, the, the I, use a, I use a weighted blanket. Oh, too. Okay. Yeah, that's actually the new thing. Those yeah. are expensive. But they're very cozy. Um, but do you find that more and more patients, you know, we, we talk about stress. So we live in a stressful time, stressful area constantly on the go, technology, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, just to take a break from what we're talking about, do you find that sleep is a big issue the patients complain about or are or, or having struggling with? It is. And, yeah. you know, sleep will affect your mood. Mm. It'll affect your energy. It has, uh, there's a lot of information now just on the effects of not getting enough sleep. You know, Metabolic you, syndrome, so many things, right? So yeah. there, there's a lot of things. You know, it's important to get into a, a routine sleep-wake cycle, you know, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, trying to get seven to eight hours of sleep, you know, being in the bedroom. Uh, you want to keep a cool environment. Usually I counsel them on things, you know, proper sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene, yeah. Yes. I uh, think it's so important. Can you, I mean, I think the public out there would like to hear. Besides very, temperature, what else would you recommend? You know, keeping hygiene? the room dark. Yeah. But the biggest issue this day and age is the electronic devices, you yes. know, screen time, either a computer or a handheld device. Um, you really should shut that off one hour before mm-hmm. your bedtime. Um, that's so, very important. So even if they have those screens or people sometimes say, well, I'll turn down the, uh, the brightness of my phone. No, it's, it still affects melatonin levels, it, The best right? is to have yeah, the your phone brain thinks outside it's of the, the sun room. and it can't differentiate. I know, for instance, when I read a book before going to bed, I get much more restful sleep than if I, you know, uh, look at my Instagram and, uh, follow Coleman online, <laughs> um, and all his uh, funny sayings. At Clinton Coleman, MD. <laughs> that was a cheap plug. Um, no, but that's so that's so important. No, but you, you're talking about stress, sleep, and your practice. But I feel like a lot of these things could be applied to even children, right? So, mm-hmm. is, is it, what what age do you see? Or I see seeing? sixteen and over. Sixteen and over. But yeah. uh, the most important thing is really to start early on because you know when there is chronic disease, it's not something that develops overnight. Sure, it's years yeah. of insult on the body. So, really educating uh, even from the time when someone is pregnant. Uh, to help out with what's to come for that offspring. So up until adolescence when they might yeah, and then, transition out of pediatric. I wonder if pediatricians in the community are, are now open to utilizing some of these uh, techniques. Well, there are integrative pediatricians uh, out are, there. Okay, sure. um, so And it, the medical community is now, even themselves, knowing that this stuff uh, should be focused on, and I'm sure, sure they are. 
And how do you become an integrative physician? Is there a training or? So I finished a two-year fellowship uh, in San Diego at the Academy of Integrative Health and Medicine. Mm. It was a two-year program. Actually, Dr. Coleman, you may have known, remember we were talking about it in one of our meetings. Yeah. So that was the program. And so I ended up, um, you know, during the process, it was it was good in the sense that I learned a lot, a lot of knowledge, but I, throughout the two years, I was applying the knowledge that I was learning to my own self-care yeah. and started seeing the positive, um, positive uh, Which is important, right? yeah. things in myself. Yes. It's very important. You know, we as doctors have to also take care of ourselves, you know. Oftentimes we're, we're the worst patients. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I have low T. I've seen your, you say, I have lunch with this guy a couple times a week. It's, it's, it's a travesty. I had zucchini fries and shrimp today. You usually have tater tots and you have bologna sandwiches. Are there any new, like, um, on the forefront uh, therapies that we should be aware of? Or we talked about acupuncture, but there's anything. Acupuncture is just one, but for instance, I don't know, uh, some patients will ask me. Roku or... um, Roku is the, the... the TV, TV device. Well, there's some kind of therapy, uh, maybe not Roku, but like different types of massages, hot stones, all these different things that I've heard about. And you know, even um, coming back to the sleep, like there's yes. a lot of apps now, so that are oh. available for individuals okay. that you know on your phone. There's mm-hmm. meditation, breathing exercises that you could do. It helps you fall asleep. So can you? Because I know I, I suspect you're alluding to mindfulness. Is that something that is uh, now like a buzzword yes. also? Mindfulness. What yes. is that exactly? It, it's basically um, you know what happens is a lot of times when we do a breathing exercise, our mind wanders right, to right. what's going on in it. So it's really sure. being mindful. And uh, a lot of times, what I say is like when you do the breathing exercise, really focus on your breathing and not everything else. And initially, it's difficult, you know, to really focus, but it takes practice. You're redirecting you to, yourself. Yes. Back, yeah. You know, at times the mind might wander, but it's, you know, redirecting back to focusing on the breathing. Um, and then back to what Dr. Coleman had said, uh, you know, there's yoga, yeah. tai chi, uh, there's different diets, like an anti-inflammatory diet, there's doing an elimination diet. So there's a lot of things that can be incorporated, but the most important thing is really making it individualized and customized for each individual. It's not a one size fits all. Yeah, I love that individualized. That's kind of another buzzword in medicine, which is precision medicine, which mm-hmm. is really individualizing medicine specifically for that person. And that's only where it's going to be headed, you know, well, as we go along in the future. Well, we um, we probably encounter, you know, traditional med- medicine probably encounters the same uh, problems that uh, alternative or integrative medicine as far as trends and fads, right? So we tend to focus on more integrative fads like diet and stuff, but we, you know, sometimes there's a new treatment for whatever disease that you're treating. It's the go-to thing, but then that changes. But do you, you probably encounter that a little bit more, right? Like the new diet on the block or the new Mm -hmm. therapy on the block or remember shake weight? Remember that? Shake was that deal meal? I remember deal meal. You were trying. No, it was the weight that you shake. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. Yeah, that's that right. was. A, I mean, that's, that's there was the first bo- fat that comes to my bo- mind. Bowflex, the whole thing, right? Yeah, right. But I guess the idea is like you know, I don't. A lot of these things that uh, Dr. Agruder is dealing with is not trend. I mean, the fads. I, no, I mean, I'm just these saying, are long established. It. We do. We no, but they come up like now the anti-inflammatory, the but ketone, also, the starvation diets, and all that stuff. But then, as uh, the person progresses or as things change, you modify things. Right. Like even with traditional medicine, you that's can what I'm modify. saying. I'm, I'm making an observation. Yeah. I think sure. you probably got you see the same mm-hmm. thing that we see. Well, I think we'll probably see more. I suspect because now you're mentioning there are more studies being done. There's more um, clinical trials. Things right. you know, it's just to vet this information and give it more of an evidence-based feel. Like mm-hmm. you know, like the fasting is a, is a new thing. Uh, intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Yeah, I try that actually every now and then. And actually, there have been some studies that show it actually helps with uh, delaying metabolic mm-hmm. syndrome. Um, 
By the way, it wasn't Roku. It was Reiki. I think that's what Reiki. I was that, well, Thank you Spell very for much. for our listeners? I cannot. But, uh, okay, cool. Feel free to Google it afterwards. You know, we thank you so much uh, for coming on. But, you know, we've been asking you a lot of questions, and uh, you're providing so much information. But a lot I of think, serious, heavy stuff. Yeah, so how about some light stuff? I think uh, Coleman has a couple questions for you. All right, so... Um, Rapid-fire questions. We call this the rapid-fire part of this This show. is a new segment we, we've new opened up. That's actually not new, but... Uh, so if you were to be another uh, a physician, um, is there any other specialty you would, would be, or...? No. No? You like what you're doing. This what about exactly another job or another career? No, I, uh, medicine really? is for me because I really like helping people. I love that. They're very, very emphatic. That, that you can't yeah. best answer. That was in her medical s- school interview. <laughs> <laughs> that was in her essay. Um, do you watch medical shows or dramas? Not really. Really? So you don't have a favorite? Grey's Anatomy, Scrubs, ER. I, you know, seen elsewhere. It's become now at night. Uh, no TV. Oh my goodness! It's uh, we've really changed things at home. <laughs> so how about a favorite book? The medical book, maybe you read uh, fiction or have you read House of God? Oh, there was um, there's a book, uh, Born to Live. So the reason why I mentioned that book is because um, it's from Gladys McGeary. She was the guest speaker at our grad at my graduation and uh, for the fellowship mm-hmm. uh, in integrative medicine, and she's a hundred years old and still practicing. Wow, still practicing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's inspiring. times are tough. So I had to read that book. <laughs> Who would you say is your favorite uh, medical podcaster? Um, that, you know, is there, anyone, is there anyone you really like a lot or you really find inspires you? Um, inspires. We're inspiring now. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to answer that question. But you do have to tell us what do you like to do for fun. You sound like you're very busy. All right, back uh, to the podcast. Well, yeah. you both are excellent um, in the sense that, you know, it's really. This <laughs> so is, when you say in the sense. In the sense. No, it's something some really good that you have going. This is something really good. You know, it's really an opportunity to educate individuals out there and also healthcare providers and physicians. So it's. She's a and keeper. And it's fun. We'll have her come back. <laughs> yes. We'll pay you later. For that. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Anything? Or? Oh, I do a lot of things. Like in the summer, paddleboard, um, jet ski, tennis, in the winter, hiking. It, 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 we're very active. My husband and I, we like spending time outdoors. We um, spend time with family and friends. You know, basically uh, trying to live a whole uh, lifestyle in the sense that it's not just Work, work, work. Yes, yes of course. That's important, right. but we also um, take care of ourselves, and we try to have fun so too. So practice what you preach. And yes. Yeah, that's excellent. And you do us all in Jersey, and you actually grew up in Jersey, is that right? I was uh, born in Istanbul, yeah. Turkey. Uh, I came here when I was three with my family, and I've been in New Jersey since. Wow. Probably the way I say Jersey. Jersey. It, it, it gave it away. <laughs> You're in Jersey, Jersey lady. Well, we want to thank you so much for coming on today to our show. I think you really um, provide us a lot of information, and to be quite honest, a lot of information that we need to probably, you know, incorporate better into our medical uh, careers as well. So we really appreciate it. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Recommend Daily Dose coming to you from Teaneck, New Jersey, Holy Name Medical Center. Until next time, I'm your co-host, Dr. Surd Sugger. And Dr. Clinton Coleman. Until next time, be well. Check out recent episodes and learn more about these two modern medicine men and their podcast at holynameorg slash recommended daily dose.